It's game time. Bill and T and talking sports. You're listening to the Game Day T podcast mm-hmm. with your host, Say my name, D. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Game Day Tea. My name is D Gill. You can find me at D Gill on Twitter, Instagram, uh, the Game Day Tea, all one word on Twitter, Instagram. Follow me, interact with me. I want to hear you all. You know, I want, let's get some of this interaction going. Uh, but today, though, I have a really, to me, it's really, really cool subject of boxing and I have scoured the interwebs and internets for a remarkable remarkable guy his name is Martin Stark he's a courage champion inclusion practitioner and I Martin if you don't mind I'm going to call you a pioneer of gay boxing for Australia because that's what I just think you are because reading up on you I mean you're doing some amazing amazing stuff so Martin welcome to the game day team Oh, good morning. I'm so excited to come and speak with you about boxing, which has really transformed my life. And I tell you, it's been a discovery of two months since we became a not-for-profit and to have so much support from the boxing community and to get word out to the LGBTQI community and share what we want to try and achieve is an absolute pleasure. That's amazing. So I know people are hearing this episode. I know you're hearing the accent of Martin. So Martin, tell me, tell everybody listening a little bit about yourself, where you're from. So I'm originally from the UK, so you can probably tell there's the English accent there, but I'm a proud Australian. I've lived in Australia for 20 years. Uh, I arrived in Australia just before the Olympic Games and uh, Sydney was said by, it was proclaimed by the IAC chairman or president, I can't remember what the title was, it was the best games ever. So I want to bring the best LGBTQ boxing event ever to Sydney in 2023. But you know, my, my profession has been strategic sourcing, managing the relationships, negotiating contracts with people. But it's always been about communicating and getting the best outcome for people has been my profession. And for the last two to three years, I've been boxing, just boxing training, but enjoying the sport so much, I wanted to go to the Gay Games in 2022 and compete in boxing. I was calling myself the World Game Boxing Champion. But unfortunately, boxing didn't make the cut. Mm. So I decided to create the World Gay Boxing Championships and have the world's first LGBTQ inclusive, straight-friendly boxing championships mm. coinciding with the city hosting World Pride. So we don't get much in this part of the world in terms of like the, the World Pride events that generally happen in Europe or North America. So Australia, South Pacific and Asia Pacific gets to host World Pride. Why not bring the world's best LGBTQI plus boxers to Sydney for a great event and a great championships? Wow. So what made you even come up with the idea of the World Gay Boxing Championships? What, what is the story behind that? It, the story behind that was I was starting to call myself the future World Gay Boxing Champion because I had the idea to go to the Gay Games in Hong Kong. Um, I was in hospital last year because I have Addison's disease, which is a rare autoimmune condition. My body doesn't produce cortisol. And occasionally I need to go into hospital if I'm feeling quite sick. So I was in hospital last year and I, and I got an email back saying, that unfortunately, boxing didn't make the, the cut this year. So literally, I'm in hospital, I'm attached to a drip, getting intravenous cortisone and fluids. So I decided to go, 
yeah, I just go and create this World Gay Boxing Championships and create the event that I've been talking about for the last few months. That was the Gay Games. But yeah, well, that's it in Sydney, not a problem. So you have one of those odd things that you think you do. Start sharing your vision and then people start saying, yeah, I'll help you. Mm. Now, now, you mentioned you have help. You have some pretty big people helping you out. Well, first of all, you're going to be governed by AIBA. You're going to follow those outlines. But you also have support from the BAL, right? So Boxing Australia Limited. So um, just to explain, boxing, most of, in the media, you will actually see the professional boxing, uh, World Boxing Championships, World Boxing Association, World Boxing Organisation, International Boxing Federation, and the other, which is the International Boxing Organisation. That's what you, you generally see in the media. The amateur boxing is AIBA, which is the Amateur International Boxing Association. And it's the boxing you'll see at the Olympics. You may see it at the Commonwealth Games or the national titles in the amateur field is AIBA. And in Australia, Boxing Australia Limited is the peak body for boxing. So if you think as LGBTQ sports people, we want to make sure our sport is sanctioned, governed and supported by the, the peak authority of the sport in your country. So I approached Boxing Australia. Um, it literally, it was an email. I had a conversation. Then it was another email to the CEO. And he took it to the board of Boxing Australia. And then the following week, I had an email saying, we love what you're doing. It, your proposal was warmly received and we'd like to help you. So then the next thing was we're working together on a media statement outlining what the championships were about, what the support they can come and offer and give to us. And I can't think anything more in terms of allyship than the, the board supporting it. And literally a couple of conversations in an email wow. and a media release. So have the courage to give something a try. And we, yeah. we live in a great country here. And That, that is amazing because uh, I always say you will miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. And if no matter yeah. if you look at that as soccer, football, basketball, you won't make any if you don't take any. So get yourself out there. If you got any idea out there that you think is good, heck, try it. You never know what will happen. And obviously, Martin is a prime example of you just reaching out there, uh, putting yourself out there, being open for judgment, criticism, but wanting something to come back positive, And it did. So kudos to you for Mark for doing that. I saw that you're going to do like a test run in 2022 how excited are you for that are you a little bit nervous too or like what's going no, on very, really excited about that because we are working on the program with boxing australia um and also boxing new south wales which is the state time in i spoke to the president of boxing new south wales the other week and said really love what you're doing and want to support you so i envisaged the exhibition event has just been like a run through of our championships or a run through of the program so it would actually just great to actually go and see how we envisage our major championships in 2023 next year we want to start doing lgbtq fight nights as well mm. so i just really love the idea of getting people who started the sport and then just maybe coming along on a day um siding with mardi gras in 2022 mardi gras is the sydney lgbtq kind of pride event if we can get it done that that day or around around that days or the days of the festival and just get people supporting the championships 12 months before sydney and australia welcome the world lgbtq boxes so i'm excited about the community i'm excited about seeing how, how it will actually envisage 
but just seeing people enjoying the beautiful sport of boxing. Like so, that's going to be going on with World Pride and the Lesbian and Gay Mardi Gras. So if I'm interested in it, but I'm not really sure, like sell me on Sydney right now. First of all, Sydney is an amazing city. It is a beautiful city. Very welcoming. We've got the best harbour. You've got the Harbour Bridge, Opera House. Mardi Gras is one of the best Pride events on the planet, but it's a two and a half week festival. Mm, wow. And you meet people from all over the world. I mean, we've, <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago when it was the 40th anniversary of Mardi Gras, you know, Cher performing, participating in the parade, but just everybody kind of really wow. comes together during Mardi Gras. <laughs> And from that, you just get to meet everybody also within Australia because people come from all the different cities to Sydney for Mardi Gras and you, the parade is in the evening. The parade takes about three hours and it starts from the city and goes to where the after party is going to be. But you get the whole crowds coming in. I think it's one of the only nighttime parades that we have. But to, but to sell Sydney, it's just really to sell a beautiful home city. You know, we have the great beaches, but we have the great nightlife, but we just have the great spirit of community and humanity and Australians very very welcome people and uh, love to celebrate everything that we have here and we, we like to party we like to have fun well I'm sold I just so if you got a little couch space I, I can bring my own blanket yeah. I just need a pillow I don't yeah. snore you know just let, let me have access to the bathroom we good I'm, I'm on yeah. the way <laughs> we'll be really good I'll be really good and look, that blanket I would just put in some boxing wraps around your your hands giving you some boxing gloves and when you wake up in the morning it's like okay it's training now straight to training and you'll be hitting the bags and you'll be hitting the pads and and having fun okay can I design my own shorts still like I need like some nice little I like them a little shorter you know probably remember this is the laws of the sport so we're honoring the traditions of boxing so often Boxing and the theatrics is outside of the ring. And when we're in the ring and when we're competing, mm. this is really, so you, you, we've got to follow and honour the traditions of the sport. So training maybe, but when we're in the ring and mm-hmm. we're competing, we're training, it's really honouring the, the rules of, of the sport and honouring and showing what LGBTQ people are bringing to boxing. I love it. Now that we're on the scenario base, I am, let's say, okay, I'm from America. I'm new to boxing, but I'm very interested and I think I want to box. And I'm looking on the internet and I see, oh, wow, the World Gay uh, Boxing Championships is going on in 2023. How do I, how would you place me in what category? What does it go by? What, what advice would you have for me wanting to join? So at the moment, we are working through the, the categories, working through, and we're, we're going to follow more of what they would do at a boxing event adopted by the Ariba rules. So the weight categories will be similar to what you'd have at, say, the Australian Masters event or the World Masters event. And it would also be based on experience. So we might have, like, novice, masters, elite. But if you're new to boxing, you'll be matched against somebody who has a similar level of experience for you. So I've been in boxing training for almost three years. I haven't had a bout yet. So it wouldn't be fair to put me against you because we're the same way. We're both like really slim and in that yeah, lean category because I've been boxing for a longer period. But if I was in the same category as somebody who'd had 20 or 15 fights, they would probably be in a category based on, on their experience as well. So that's why we're working with Boxing Australia 
and the laws of the sport to make sure it's completely safe. And it has to be sanctioned by the Combat Sports Authority. So that's the most important. And what I'd also say about your training mm-hmm. is boxing is a great overall form of fitness. Lots of people take up boxing and won't spar, they won't fight, but they enjoy the bag training, the pad training. It's good general physical conditioning. If you think probably for the last 20 years, gyms, they've been boxer size. Mm. there have been body combat classes where you might do you know virtual uppercuts or jabs and crosses so lots of people have actually been doing boxing as part of just general regular exercise so my advice would be you know find a gym which is really friendly is lgbtq friendly or just ask if you do lgbtq classes or am i welcome to come down and just really enjoy the environment and the most thing for me with boxing is, is the community the partnership and the friendships you make that's so that's really yeah people think it's about obviously hitting in the face and the sanction but it has to be sanctioned mm-hmm. and because we're amateur it's not what you see on television it really maximum of like three three rounds doctors are present and there's painstaking process to actually go through before you can either into doing and but there's also the painstaking training but enjoyable training that you all take go through for the next two and a half years before the championships take place. Now, you did mention like what we see on TV, it makes it uh, seem so hard. And, you know, we see people practicing the punches, different type of punches. And, but I always wanted to know if you're new to boxing, how do you prepare to just snap back out of it once you get hit in the face? I mean, I think I've gotten to probably like one fight in my life. And I remember getting hit in the face and my head is just ringing. But like when you're boxing, you have to snap out of that quickly. Otherwise, you're going to be down for the count because somebody's probably coming up with another combo. Is there what is your experience like being able to just like snap? So, yeah. so, so my experience is is nothing like you've actually described. Okay. My experience has been through having a coach. I'm on my second coach at the moment, who is qualified and certified to meet a certain standard before they can train other people. And that you go, you have progression. You do your bad bad drills, your pad drills, you practice your different maneuvers in, in the footwork and the hip work, and sparring under the supervision of a coach. And you may get in the ring, you may do shadow sparring. So it's you, you do get hit in the face, but I wear the protective gear, mm-hmm. and it's not hitting with exertion or so much force. Mm-hmm. So that this is where the safety comes in. Mm-hmm. And if you go to a gym where you don't feel safe and you're getting knocked about, like you described, I'll, I'll probably say that that might not be the the right place to go to. Yeah. And Obviously, what you see, you, you actually get hit, obviously, when you're competing in the event. But it's not about trying to knock the person out. It's, it's the defensive moves. It's, it's progressing through. And one of the things we want to do with the championships to make it inclusive is do like a, a non-combative boxing okay. where you're not hitting. It's, I think that's the image. And I think that's something I and we need to work through. Um, conversations I had. Probably more with gay men is to say they don't want to be hit in the face. And I haven't been hit in the face too many times when I've been spying because it hit the side of the helmet, but it, it's more 
of the relationship you form with the person you're spying with. You know, when the bell goes, we touch gloves mm-hmm. and usually like a hug when you finished the round. And there's the uh, respect when you enter the ring, you would lift up the ropes to enable the boxer to leave or when somebody enters the boxing ring through, you know, training, there's such a level of respect and it's so tightly controlled. I have Alison's disease and there are times I need to take it steady. So the people I train with know that and look out for me and we look out for each other. And that's what I love about boxing the most is the comradeship, the friendship and the community. And I like the inclusion behind what you're doing as well. How you're saying that it is straight friendly. So it do, you don't have to think of the World Boxing, World Gay Boxing Championships as a gay only event if you're straight. You want to come, yeah. go ahead and come participate because that's yeah. what when in the LGBTQIA community, we know that in order for us to progress, we just can't do it by ourselves. It's the allyship as well. So I really love that you're doing that. Allyship is the one thing I think has enabled us to advance as LGBTQ community and there's so much more work to do. And I'm a big advocate and activist predominantly on LinkedIn. But in terms of like equality under the law, mm-hmm. that gets you so far. But what it will achieve is that equity and inclusion is wider acceptance. Mm-hmm. And I think that's acceptance for ourselves, for who we are, acceptance within the LGBTQ plus community, but also extending the hands of friendship to our allies and friends and to the detractors. If you feel comfortable you know, having the conversation about what it means to be LGBTQ, what it means to you and how they may want to change their mind. And, and if not, at least just getting on with it anyway, because I, I think sometimes you spend so much time, that person said X, how mm-hmm. dare you? And I think, they said that, but does that stop you from enjoying life? Does that stop you from being the best person you can be and showing person X that, that, that they're wrong? And the best way of doing it is through participating and just setting the, ex- the example. I, I love our community so much because our community celebrates more than just being gay, lesbian, bi, trans. Our community celebrates humanity because we fight for the rights of other people and we invite other people to join us mm-hmm. in prides in our sporting events, in our community events. Right. And it's for some people listening or that come across the idea of a world gay boxing championship, they may think, well, why is this needed? And I want to throw out some names here. Uh, how many people recognize Orlando Cruz, who came out as a boxer in 2012, Patricio Emanuel in 2018, the first transgender boxer to win a professional fight. And of course, we got Nicola Adams, um, a bisexual. But we need more because the fact that I had to, you know, research those names who are professional boxers that are part of the LGBT community, I would love one day to just be like, in my mind, oh yeah, there's a so-and-so, so-and-so, the boxer, the so-and-so, so-and-so boxer. And I think this is really going to bring awareness to boxing and that you can be a part of the community and box. And hey, if you're thinking about it, come on and join. Or even not not even um, in Sydney, in America, wherever you live, go out and seek out these different type of boxing organizations that are for our community and join. So Nicola Adams, she was Olympic champion in 2012 and 2016. Now, if we talk about equality, um, boxing, for women was only <laughs> included in the Olympics in 2012. 
mm. eight years ago. Wow. And you think how many years? I don't know how many years male boxing has been in the Olympics. So Nicola, she won gold in 2012-2016 and she's won professional and been a world champion. And there have been many lesbian women have been world champions. So I think for our community, certainly lesbian women have been championing LGBTQ inclusion in boxing for many, many years. There have been, there must have been male gay world champions. And look at what Patricia Emanuel is doing, a trans boxer who's such an inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, I have trans friends in different spaces in Australia, in the UK, who are boxing and want to participate in gyms. And then we think about gender diverse, non-binary people, intersex people as well. That's why the, the program needs to contemplate everybody in the community while also being safe and aligning to the rules of IEBA, Boxing Australia, Boxing South Wales, and also the Combat Sports Authority. So it's, it is a huge undertaking. And that's where the partnership with sporting federations and the sporting community. So if you think boxing referees and judges, there'll be allies who may be a referee and judge, uh, a national title or a state title, will be coming along to make sure that we can have a safe and successful World Gate Boxing Championships in Sydney. So that allies are the referees, the judges, mm-hmm. the coaches. And that's what we're trying to achieve as well, because then it brings the boxing, LGBTQ, and wider community together. Speaking of our community, I always like to ask guests this question because I think it is so important because I didn't I didn't know type of programs existed out there when I was uh, younger. And so my question to you is, Martin, what would you tell members of the LGBTQIA community that are interested in boxing? Uh, what would you tell them that are probably struggling to come out or probably don't know they're gonna be good enough? What can boxing do for them? Just like speak to the youth that, you know, somebody can say, hey, if you're interested, let me tell you this. So I think the thing I can share is to have the courage to give it a try. I did not start boxing training until I was 43. And I started it a few months after I'd almost died from Addison's disease. I was in hospital, I was taken to the resuscitation section of emergency, which is basically the CU section of emergency. I've been in two induced comas in the past, I've been in ICU in the past. I've been in hospital 70 plus times with Addison's disease, I've had four major surgeries. And I approached my local martial arts for a few self-defense classes and progressed through to enjoy the training and I felt safe. It helped me overcome the challenges as well as the PTSD of almost dying from my condition, mm. but gave me the confidence to do something I never thought was possible. Like for me, people would say, I couldn't punch my head of a paper bag. I was always the last person to be picked for soccer at school. Just, I've always been physically active, so it was my sport. Some of boxing was, was never for me never for me whatsoever I wouldn't even watch it on the television it was almost kind of like barbaric you can imagine like a meat eater suddenly becoming vegan or like a vegan becoming a meat eater just the exact opposite and that's what I became and then what I would say with boxing is don't think about the fighting 
don't think about what you see in television, the sparring. Think about your skills. You want to be a bit fitter. Boxing is a great form of exercise. Start with that. Start with something you feel comfortable with and progress from there. Um, I enjoy doing cycle classes at the gym. So I still do spin classes, but I'm not a cyclist, but I really love doing spin classes. I occasionally go for a run. I don't be a runner, but I enjoy going for a run from time to time. Those are the things I can still do. And if you want to progress from there, the organisation we've set up is to enable you to compete in an LGBTQ sporting event in a safe and friendly environment. And we want to create a movement. And the LGBTQ boxes out there have already participated in I suppose that the straight championships competed right. in masters and they've competed in the amateur field so people have already done, people have already laid down the path for you to go and do that right. so now it's about you creating your path about what you want to do out of life and boxing may be one way for you to achieve that but still give it a try if you feel yeah I might give it, I might be able to do this go do it alright we're going to pause for a quick little advertisement break grab a little bit of tea but don't you go anywhere we'll be right back with the game day tea alright welcome back to the game day tea I am your host D Gill and I'm talking to Martin Stark about the World Gay Boxing Championships interesting enough like as as great as what the World Gay Boxing Championship stands for you said in an interview that you hope that it doesn't have to exist one day because our community is so inclusive into boxing in general. Talk a little bit more of where you see the World Gay Boxing Championships and the need for it going forward. So the reason I set this organization up is because we still have homophobia, biphobia, transphobia, interphobia, and general hatred in sport. Boxing has been largely not attending big LGBTQ events it's been in the gay games once i believe but my love for boxing and my love for the lgbtq in my community has been this was my vision to make a difference so i've said by the end of the decade the reason i set up the organization is we've made enough progress to eliminate those forms of hatred that i've said that i would love to think that there are more lgbtq world champions and one thing i have a problem with in terms of the, the professional, we say there's, there's no out person in the FA Premier League, in the domestic football leagues here, or in like your basketball and football. So I think it really puts the pressure that we want a role model to be our professional champion. Mm-hmm. But most of us, I won't compete in, uh, in Olympic Games or Commonwealth Games in sport. Not many people will. It's, it's the elite. It's the, it's the professionals. It's the people who have been doing their sport for, for many, many years. But many people participate in sport. Sport is that grassroots. It's the amateur. You may get involved in flag football on a Sunday. You may train during the seven months and have your season. Then you may go into winter training. But that is the most people participate in sport. It's grassroots. It's amateur. It's for fun. And that's the real difference I want to make that people just consider boxing as another sport and the LGBTQ community people go, have you seen what they're doing? Have you seen what they've achieved? Because it doesn't take long for someone who's on the fence to become an ally when they actually get connected with the human story, see what you're doing. Say, How can I help you? Mm-hmm. How can I get involved? So that's really where we, and that's why I talk about disrupting. We talk about disrupting in technology. You think about smartphones what changes they've made to the way we do our banking 
used to go to the branch then internet banking came along and obviously you don't use checks anymore here and you don't have to go into a branch to apply for a loan you do everything on your phone you you transfer money to a friend it's all in your phone that technology has disrupted banking and has improved the experience right. so what i'm saying is we're disrupting the hatred by participating mm-hmm. okay we say you can't do that because well lgbtq i'm like well we're going to do that anyway right but we're doing this and the example boxing australia mm-hmm. supporting us Right. And newsflash, I'm pretty sure you all out there know that there are people of our community professionally boxing, but they aren't, aren't out. So I hope people aren't that ignorant to think that, oh, everybody that's professionally boxing is straight. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. And how many have been Olympic and world champions? We've mentioned Nicola Adams. Nicola Adams is on dancing with the stars in the uk it's called strictly come dancing mm-hmm. so you She's think how many olympic, olympic athletes partner, right? i believe so yeah mm-hmm. i believe so yep um so that's that's the social change that has occurred mm-hmm. and i just would love our community to get behind what we're trying to achieve and you may not like boxing mm-hmm. it box may not be for you but be open-minded to think I really love what we're trying to achieve and support anybody who wants to get involved in boxing, encourage a friend, encourage an ally, encourage, say, or let somebody know who maybe does boxing but is not the weather champion, say, by the way, there's going to be a championship in Sydney in 2023. But as an organisation, I would say we want to become the Bingham Cup of boxing. I would like the championships to be held in different cities across the world and see that it is a world organization. So that might be, you might come to another city in the States, you might go to Africa, you might go to Brazil, different parts of the world. And by the end of the decade, there've been championships in various places, but we've set it up in Sydney as as the launch event. And I I just wanna see what happens for the next 10 years and um, just wanna make a difference. And I want our community to make a difference to the transphobia, the homophobia, biphobia, interphobia, by just being the best we can be, showing what we're made of. And then people see that we're just living our lives as people and our sexuality, our gender identity, who we are, doesn't make a difference to how we go to the gym, how we lift weights, how we go to work, how we do everything else. We're just people, we just wanna belong. Exactly. And Martin, speaking of our community, how can people learn more about the World Gay Boxing Championship? And here you're looking for sponsors as well. So how can more people get involved? So best thing at the moment is we are very nascent. We're kind of growing quite organically on social media. So facebook.com for its last World Gay Boxing Championships.org. We're on Instagram, I think it's WGBC Champ 2023. We're on LinkedIn, we're on Twitter. Our website is worldgayboxingchampionships.org. I think the best way is just to follow us on social media, but start cataloging and sharing your stories. Even if it's just a, a message of support. Um, if you're interested, get involved with your local club. Uh, we'll be announcing the programme as soon as it's been endorsed by the relevant authorities. And then I'll be able to share much more details about the, the championships itself and 
this is where I talk about the support and allyship because I've never organised a big sporting event. I wouldn't have a clue how to organise uh, a boxing championships. But people who do this are offering their help and assistance, giving advice about the Combat Sports Authority, about the size of the ring and the size of the gloves and how many rounds and how they would do a Masters event or a national titles. So once all that's put together, we can then go and share that information. Mm-hmm. And um, we want to make it as inclusive as possible. And I, I do say to people, we're not going to get everything right. We're not going to make it the perfect event. We're going to make it a transformative event because this will be the first. And we want to make it as inclusive as so we have options for people who maybe don't want to fight spar, but can maybe do like a technical or, or open sparring round. And then there'll be some things that may be different next time the championships are held but unless you give something a try you'll you never learn and will be boxing hopefully help to change people's perceptions of our community within the sporting world I, I love to think that somebody who maybe came through the first or second championships mm-hmm. progresses from amateur into going to the commonwealth games or the olympic games or european games or, or whatever and becomes an Olympic champion, becomes a professional champion. But we're not there yet. That, but we will be. Yeah. Everything starts somewhere. Everything starts somewhere. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you coming on here and talking about this because I think it's so important. I love to hear stories. I'm a big history buff, so I love to hear about how this history in time has just started. So, and I can't wait to see how far this goes. Uh, and I, I, me personally, I think it's going to take off, Martin, because uh, this idea is, is needed, not wanted, is needed. So kudos to you and everybody that's working on to make this uh, idea of yours in the hospital bed come to reality. I, I tell you, my friend, I've been overwhelmed but in the last three months. Um, Outsports.com published an article from the article within a few days, I had Thompson Reuters contacting me, wanting to write a story about the championships. That went viral. So I was in many different uh, newspapers all across the world. From that, I was able to approach The Guardian. The Guardian Australia published a story that went into Guardian Worldwide. Mm-hmm. I've been on the BBC World Service, I've been on radio stations in Australia. So, through people communicating what you want to do with boxing and how you support in boxing or you want to get involved in the championships. It just creates the pull, it creates the draw. Um, for us as an organisation, we're not for profit. Luckily, our costs are quite low at the moment. But we will need to get sponsors. We're going to need help and support for this. And one of the first questions we're asked is, are there LGBTQ boxes out there? And I say, yes, there are. And I can, I can point to a few people who've done LGBTQ fight nights overseas. Mm-hmm. I can point to people who've shared their stories publicly. So the more people start saying, I want to get involved and this is what we're doing, mm-hmm. helps bring those human to human stories connecting. And I would love the World Gate Boxing Championships to be the biggest kind of amateur boxing event ever held in Australia. And they have the national titles and have masters events. 
I would love to think that more people come to Sydney from overseas and in the LGBTQ boxing scene here in Australia and our friends in, in New Zealand and across the, across the Pacific will, will come and join us because in 2023, Sydney will be hosting more pride and we'll have the top championships probably a week or two before that. So come to Australia for the championships, but stay for World Pride. See something different. See the great, beautiful culture, the great indigenous culture. Um, one of my uh, networking groups is an inclusion diversity group. And I have some beautiful indigenous friends who, one of the gentlemen, he actually started a boxing charity for indigenous youth to start boxing and the training was actually delivered by police officers so in the morning you have the police community indigenous community just boxing getting to know each other i think it's, I think it's just open to, to anybody at the moment but you had indigenous police coming together just learning more about each other through boxing and boxing training that's amazing and my, my friend is offered to help me as well so this is where the comradeship and the allyship all comes in i know we touched a little bit on safety but nobody has a crystal ball or anything like that to see in the future but are you worried about COVID 19 and the impact that possibly have and i'm pretty sure like vaccines will be out there but are you worried about so, of COVID 19 so certainly in in the training that we do mm-hmm. uh, we adhere to all the COVID rules um we are assuming that in 2023 COVID-19 is no longer a problem. There's a vaccine, people are able to travel and, and, and compete. But um, Sydney will be hosting World Pride in 2023. And if COVID-19 means that event can't happen, then in terms of us, we will not put anybody's life at risk. We will not do anything. And if it is, if it is not safe, safety is the first priority, certainly in combat sport. And that's why we've engaged with the boxing authorities so early on to understand what we need to do, but also engaging with the combat sports authorities we'll need to do in the next few months and also engage with people who've done this before to give us advice. At a boxing event, there has to be at least one doctor. I think there has to be probably two doctors. You have to do a medical. You need to do certain certifications before you can need to register Mm-hmm. So those are the things that I need to understand and, and, and to work through. So we will not be putting anybody in the ring who hasn't met the standards that they can compete safely. And hopefully COVID-19 will be able to talk about how we started this organisation at a time when the world could not be connected physically, right. but we connected virtually. Um, I know that LGBTQ boxing clubs overseas when those cities now they've gone into lockdown, so their boxing training is delivered virtually through Zoom. Mm. People are still able to do something, and um, luckily we've not in lockdown in Sydney. Melbourne has been in lockdown, and there's only kind of lockdown within the last last few weeks. But I'm speaking with people in Melbourne who want to participate in the championships and maybe able to maybe join the boxing club and, and do different things in the next few months to create a, a Melbourne LGBTQ boxing community. I want to create a Sydney LGBTQ boxing community. Same, I'm speaking with a friend in New Zealand who wants to do like a, a New Zealand LGBTQ boxing community. 
if you think about the Bingham Cup, it's usually like the, the sporting teams, uh, like the Sydney Convicts have won many times. I think the San Francisco Fog, I think there's the London Steelers. So they just train as a group and then they participate in the Bingham Cup every two years. I would love there to be LGBTQ boxing clubs. But then you might want to do like your own fight night one time, or you might say London and Glasgow or, or, or London and Dublin they want to come and meet and come together. And that creates the LGBTQ boxing community. And we don't need to talk about so much about the World Gay Boxing Championships, the World Gay or LGBTQI plus boxing community and we convene every few years to a championship event that would be the optimum outcome for me now to, before i let you go i do have to talk a little bit about and a big very very big american boxing match that's about to come up soon in november uh the 28th between Roy Joyce jr and mike tyson and i just want to get your thoughts about it because it, for me it's very interesting i was born in 1989 uh, I guess tell my age there, but um, and yeah. so Mike Tyson was a little bit younger, but he is fifty, what fifty four years old right now, and I yeah. and Roy George Jr. fifty one. From your experience boxing, what do you think is going to happen? What like I mean, they're in the best shape of their life. Give me your take on that fight. So, what is interesting? I've read that the fight is going to be a two minute rounds, and I understand that is the format used for women's professional boxing bouts. Okay. So they've actually, if I'm right, and again, quote, if I'm wrong, it doesn't, it doesn't matter too much. So I actually think that they're an eight, two minute round. So it, it's the format used by women. Um, Roy Jones Jr. I think is an amazing boxer who has started out at middleweight, became super heavyweight, so super middleweight light heavyweight, heavyweight world champion. So he won the world championships in four different divisions. Just how hard is that? And for me, I, I, it's incredibly hard. It's incredibly hard. If you can imagine uh, you are 70 kilos, you win. Then you need to become, I'm probably getting the weight category, the weight's wrong, but then you become 75 kilos, you become boxing champion. Then you become like 82 kilos, so to, it, it really is, it's, it's very hard because with boxing, you match somebody who's in the same weight division as you. It is completely unsafe to have a person who is 80 kilos fight somebody who's 60 kilos. Right. Physically, it just, it, it's wrong. But Roy Jones Jr. has progressed to become world champion in four different weight divisions. Mm-hmm. That is remarkable. And to talk about both gentlemen, you know, they're in their 50s. I mean, in gay years, I'm 27. So I change my year of birth every year. (laughs) But I'm 45. I mean, you look 27. I'm 45. (laughs) Anybody else? I look 27. Martin looks 27. He has a baby face, an awesome smile. So I give you 27. Yeah. I'll give you 27. If you don't, then, you know, you have to uh, have to speak with my boxing coach and she'll give you an extra set of bag drills to do. But, you know, they're still very physically active Mike Tyson he's lost so much weight to get where they both can fight and enter the ring mm. so for me it's it doesn't matter what age you are you can still do something I think Roy Jones Jr. will win uh, 
Mike Tyson already, I, I remember watching him in the 80s and 90s. It was just, never mind entering the ring. People would fear him because of his attitude and he had that courage. Mm-hmm. Whereas I think Roy Jones Jr. had so much courage to compete in different weight divisions. Very rare. I mean, there may be other people who have gone from middleweight to, to heavyweight. Right. And you were progressed the way he did. And you're saying like uh, Michael Phelps, that would be like tell people what we talked about like comparison to what. So 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 yeah. So I I was a competitive swimmer up until the age of 15. If you can imagine Michael Phelps, T1, like 23 or 24 gold medals, but he won in uh, butterfly and freestyle. He also did the the individual medley. But you can imagine if Michael Phelps was the world butterfly backstroke breaststroke and freestyle Olympic champion at all four strokes. I think that that is an analogy that Roy Jones Jr. He progressed and became world champion for different weight divisions. And that is truly remarkable. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, I talk a lot about inclusion and diversity. And for me, he's progressed across different weight divisions. His experience of diversity and one thing you think about boxing, boxing has broken down barriers in ways. Um, my, my husband is African. And you think if you go back to Muhammad Ali, the level of racism that existed in America, in the world at the time, but people supported Muhammad Ali, truly respected boxer. Mm-hmm. He took a stance about not wanting to fight in Vietnam divided for it but how many people now look back at Muhammad Ali saying he was right what a great gentleman he was what a great inspirational human being he was wow. in 1967 Australia had a referendum which granted citizenship to indigenous people but Aboriginal people could not vote until 1967 Lionel Rose was the first indigenous world boxing champion. He went to Tokyo, I think at the age of 18, became world champion. Australians, he was a hero when he came back. Uh, Australia has an event called the, the Australian Citizen of the Year. Lionel Rose, as a boxer, was the first indigenous Australian to become Australian of the Year. Wow. Boxing was the vehicle for that to happen because people do not expect things to happen. If you look at the history of boxing, it started out, you know, people would, but they started with the Queensbury rules. Mm. To have a level of safety. So even if you look at the history of the sport, mm-hmm. they brought a level of safety in there. And that's the thing about boxing. It's the honor, it's the courage, it's the respect, respect for others. Because you say, oh, you know, that, that was a low blow. That was something because people, if you, if you go, against the rules, we go, oh, that, that, that's really bad. Mm-hmm. But the history of boxers have been trailblazers, certainly in terms of advancing human rights and respect for others. And World Gay Boxing Championships, or certainly for LGBTQI+, we're there to bring that respect and boxing respecting us by supporting us. And let's respect the boxing wider community and show what we're made of. Well, Martin, I, I appreciate your time today. Um, <laughs> I, I learned so much about boxing and what you're trying to do in Sydney. So uh, everybody out there, please check out 
the WGBC when it comes out and support, support, support. We need more support in the LGBTQI community. And Martin, uh, you have an awesome day. Everybody listening out there, please remember to be true, be you, and be fierce. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome.